it comes from the salespeople from the CRM. So the way that they sell it and they pitch it and they talk about it is what? Hey, this is so easy. It does everything for you. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone's going to do everything for me, that's great. But in reality, it's just a tool. This calculator will do everything, but unless I push the buttons, it ain't going to do nothing, right? So yep. they say, this is so easy. It takes care of all this stuff, but you're still managing the, 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 the technology. You're still managing the tool that it is. All right, welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell, and we have some amazing people. Mr. John Jones and remote all the way from North Carolina, Mr. Steve Richmond. So uh, the doctor is in. The doctor is in. Steve's clearly in the doctor's office. In uh, the house. But he is in the house. So, hey, we figured we would have a conversation today about CRM programs, right? I think, I don't know, I found that CRM programs is like, loan originators it's like one of their favorite things to talk about everybody wants to know hey what's the best crm yeah how do you use your crm right you get that a lot loan offices realtors absolutely yep folks in sales so what we figured we would share with you is from our perspective what are some of the top do's and don'ts with crm and then we'll dig a little bit deep deep on each one of these so first thing we're going to knock off we're going to talk about what are some of the mistakes that we're seeing sales professionals make right now um, when using CRM. And I want to say- and Brian, like, Brian, just when we set this up also, it's not about any particular CRM. Yes, so when we say we're not promoting one, we're not promoting another. <laughs> Personally, I think we're promoting usage of it and how to use it properly because there are so many mistakes that are made. But so if you say, well, my, you know, if we say something along the lines of, well, you shouldn't do this left-handed and you're just like, my design for left-handed people, you know, oh, okay, I got you. So we're talking very generic here today. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think the important thing with a CRM, the biggest mistake is not to use one. Yes. You know, and whether you're in real estate and or the mortgage business, as we know, a lot of folks just don't find the time to actually yeah. ever use one. Yeah. I think one of the things I see oftentimes is you have two schools of thought. I don't know, it's not even schools of thought. You have two folks out there, you got those who don't have a CRM and then you got those who have one, but don't use it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we'll share with you some of those things today that'll help you on your CRM journey. So I think the first one is, um, you know, I think a lot of folks like to plug in. This is a mistake that we make. They plug into a CRM. Let me set it and forget it. Well, John was just talking about that two seconds ago when he said, Hey, you're not really utilizing it. In my opinion, that's the, I'll tell you exactly where, in my opinion, where that comes from. It comes from the salespeople from the CRM. So the way that they sell it and they pitch it and they talk about it is what? Hey, this is so easy. It does everything for you. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone's going to do everything for me, that's great. But in reality, it's just a tool. This calculator will do everything, but unless I push the buttons, it ain't going to do nothing, right? So yep. they say, this is so easy. It takes care of all this stuff, but you're still managing the, 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 the technology. You're still managing the tool that it is. You have to engage it or yes. leverage it. That's one of your favorite words, Brian, leverage. Leverage. Yeah, because one of the things that happens is we put whatever database it is into the CRM with whatever drip campaign. And then we're just like, hey, I'm going to slide this person over to this drip campaign. And I'm just and then boom, it just it goes. And we'll talk about um, where does it go on the good side where that goes. 
Um, I think one of the well, other. Th go ahead, Steve. Throw it back to a doctor's office. You go in, you have this great machine that does what? Takes an x-ray, it produces the x-ray, but if you don't have somebody there reading that x-ray for you to tell you what it just found, hey, congratulations, you have a drip campaign and now it basically dripped onto the floor and it did absolutely <laughs> nothing for you. So yeah. you need to have the person behind it making it all real and useful. Yep, you're correct. I think the second thing is um, it's not you know, we make the mistake by not making sure it's integrated with other systems. Um, and so what I mean by that is, you know, the, the different systems that you're using for your business should be able to talk back and Read forth each with other. each other, because yeah. otherwise you're going to be duplicating a lot of work. And when you duplicate a lot of work, guess what you don't do? You do don't do any of the work, right. <laughs> right? You see it all the time, especially when you look at people and they're trying to bring other things in. It's not just, hey, is it talking to my closing, but it's even, hi, I already have a list right now. You have a list, I have a list. We have a Rolodex if you've, if you've been in the business that long, right? Mm -hmm. So you got your 2,000 contacts. If it's not integrated and easily uploaded into that system, who's gonna sit there and say, let me punch my 2,000 in? It's gotta you know, be able to come right up. It's gotta talk to the Excel or whatever it's doing so that it's all integrated talking to one another because everybody does have their own system. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I think that um, there's a lot of different platforms out there. And like Steve said, we're not necessarily talking about one platform over another. Just if you're out there looking for a CRM, it's important that it's integrated with some of the other systems that you're using. Um, you know, and I, I would even say that, that you'll take that even a, a little bit further. You know, sometimes there are add-ons to some of those CRM systems that if they're, again, they're not talking to each other, your database isn't transferring, you know, the information, you know, into, into some other things, right? Right. One of the things I've seen too over the years is everybody wants a CRM and they go out and they buy this shiny thing, Steve, to your point, you know, a salesman, salesperson sells them on this is going to do all of this stuff for you. And then they get it but they don't actually work on putting together the campaigns that they're trying to uh, move, right? So, you know, most people, when they get a CRM, they're wanting to touch people in a couple different ways, right? That could be your past yeah. client database, your sphere of influence, just, just a couple. But we don't even, we don't bother building out the campaigns to be authentic to who you are, right? Or what you're trying to accomplish. I think you got two things there. One, you have authenticity, and then you have, are you actually going to use it? What I think ends up happening, and this happens in our, it happens in all industries. Somebody comes and they say, we have this brand new thing. It's a CRM. Sit down, and we're going to have a five-hour training on it. You sit down, you have the training on it, and they give you so much information. You remember the first two points, so you're willing to do those first two things, and then everything that happened afterwards. It really should be day one this is how you do this next week we're going to talk about how you do that and mm -hmm. the week after that we'll talk about the drip campaign and the week after that we'll talk about the flyer campaign but when we give you here it will do everything here's a here okay ronco and there's more right i mean we keep hearing here's 110 different things that it's going to do <laughs> i'm overwhelmed so i'm going to do nothing right yeah that's but a good I, point I yeah. know when i get it this is what I'm going to use it for. Well, I don't have any closed loans right now, so it's talking about closed loans. So I guess I should blow this part off because I only care about the other part. It needs to be a continuous learning process of how to use that CR. Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that happens, Steve, to the point that you're making is, 
you know, all of this technology improves over time, right? They make updates to it, improvements to it, changes to it. And if you're not staying up to date with those things as well, there's a whole lot of aspects of these programs that you're probably not even plugged into uh, or using. Here's a little tip, and I say this all the time. <clears throat> Raise your hand and volunteer. As soon as you're, and I don't care if it's about CRM or whatever, but as soon as somebody says, hey, we're introducing a CRM, we're going to pilot it with 10 loan officers. I'll be one. Hey, they're coming out with a new, I'll be one to test it out. Why? Because if you're the person who goes in there, A, you get the best knowledge and you, you have, get the experience of using yep. it. And if there's anything that you want to change because it's not working for you, you're the one who gets it to work for you to say, hey, you know how this drop-down box works here? I don't like that. We should do this. Then all of a sudden, you're the one who's creating the tool that you want to have versus, hey, we created this and now we're forcing it upon you. Sure. Raise your hand and get involved early and then you'll utilize it because then you get greater buying and it does what you want it to do. Yeah, no, 100% you're right. Right. So, um, you know, I think one of the other things too is, Steve, you sort of started to talk about this. We become paralyzed by the enormity of something, right? That we either choose to only focus on one or two things or we don't focus on using any of it. Like, hey, instead of me trying to even grasp how big this thing is, I'm just not even gonna bother, right? And then we start it and we stop it. But I think one of the mistakes that we make right now too is we don't dig deep on all of the things that a CRM can do for us in terms of the different drip campaigns. And I, I just thought of a couple just specific to our business and you guys chime in if I've missed something, but we've talked about you, you know closed deals, like your past clients, right? Um, prospects, these are the people that you're working on. Maybe in, in our business, you've just done a pre-approval mm -hmm. and they're either out shopping for a home or maybe you had to have that unfortunate conversation where you said, hey, these are the things that I am gonna have to help you work on to be in a position to buy down the road, right? Um, I call that kind of the cold. You've also got in process, right? These are the people that you need to communicate with during the process of Home a charge. sale, yep. right? Like in our business, you know, typically it takes 30 days or less of a process, but you still need to be able to communicate um, through that process. And then uh, the other one I, I think that um, too that we miss out on big time is re just our referral partners, right? We, we spend a lot of time, listen, the farming is the hard part, right? You guys agree, right? The farming- the catch, the, the hardest yes, is to catch is, them is, is the hard head. part. Right. That's the hard part. You know, we, everybody does a great job once you get an at bat, it's the farming. And so we go out and we spend a lot of time on farming, meeting new people, um, you know, trying to build relationships and we don't put them on a communication um, campaign. I would call that like referral partners. And then um, the other one is sphere of influence, right? These are your friends, your family, um, you know, the people who are in the PTA with you or in the little league or, you know, go to your church or whatever. But each one of those segments, you should have something built out specifically for them. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we tend to chase the newest, you know, the newest, greatest thing, the new deal. Mm -hmm. And we forget to follow up with people that would love an opportunity to send us a referral. Mm -hmm. And if we're not staying in touch via email, phone, text, then slowly but surely they kind of drift off and forget kind of what you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and we've all seen that in the mortgage business where somebody will say, hey, 
Man, I was thinking, you know what? I just refinanced, but do you do, do refis? Well, shame on me if I didn't yeah. let you know two years ago when I did your purchase that I'm here to help if you ever need to refinance. And we hear that in our industry a lot. And realtors, they tend to move on, you know, to chase the next deal. And mm -hmm. they forget to follow up with this, the, the, the person that just they just had a deal with mm -hmm. that can refer them more clients. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Well, look at what John just said. It's the same thing that I gave you too much information to learn about the system. Yeah, I saw you two years ago. Please remember me two years from now when you go to refi. That's the purpose of the CRM. It keeps in touch with you over that two-year period so that you will be able to refi. But, Brian, when you said the word referral partners, I want to take it one step further. I think it's everybody in the process. So I, it's not your appraiser, but that appraiser should be in there so that, that appraiser now knows you. That title company and that closing officer should be in there. And if you're, if you're sitting there and you're helping somebody buy a home, what is a better time than to exhibit and display yourself mm -hmm. to that seller's agent, to that listing yeah. agent, to see how awesome you are because they, they don't even have a relationship with you. And now you put that in there. So instead of saying, hey, can I have a deal? It's like, I'm not even trying to get a loan from you. Let me just show you how good I am. Now, all of a sudden, you follow up with them afterwards because one day that seller's agent's going to be what? Going to be a buyer's agent. Yeah, listen, I am 100% in agreement with you. I think in our business, that that's one of that's our short that's one of our shortcomings overall as salespeople. You know, I, I talk on this all the time, but let's say, let's use this example. You go to a realtor event, right? Let's say you go to something at the board of realtors and you meet a couple of new agents and the goal is you get into a relationship, you find ways to add value to them, provide solutions, right? And hopefully earn some referrals. Do you think that the sales process to get a referral from that type of realtor is faster or slower than the one that just did a transaction with you? Slower than the one that, yeah. Right? I mean, you're likely to get another deal from somebody you've Be just done a transaction because with. Because to Steve's point, when you're in the midst of a transaction, you're showing them this is what the experience your buyer is going to get in working with me down the road. Right. I think it's also, and correct me if I'm wrong, and uh, you can also help your partners through your own CRM. Mm -hmm. So now when you start getting your campaigns and information that's out there, it's like, hi, this is me. And don't forget your real estate agent was so wonderful. So if you all, you bring everybody into that one big communication bubble and you're sharing great information about your partners, then they go, thank you very much. And that's how you start to build loyalty. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're, you're kind of segueing us in and we will get into this in a minute, but I think that's one of the things that some folks are doing really well right now with a CRM, right? The, the, the thing about it is it's not just about how it's benefiting your business. It's how it's benefiting others. And we kind of said at the beginning of this podcast too, that what I see is there's a lot of people out there who don't have a CRM and I'll just, I'll just talk real estate agents in general. There's a lot of real estate agents out there that don't have a CRM and the ones that do don't know what to do with it. Right. I can't tell you how many times that we've gotten a referral from an agent for a buyer that we worked on. We couldn't help them immediately, but we coached and counseled them through the things that they needed to do to be ready to buy. And then they came back to us and said, hey, Brian, I think I'm ready to try this pre-approval thing again. And I say, hey, do you remember who the agent was who referred us to you in the first place? And their answer is, 
No. We do, I mean, our industry, whether you're in the mortgage side or the, or the real estate side, we do a terrible job statistically. So in a recent survey, after two years, 87% of consumers forget who the realtor is that they worked with. Wow. 87. Now, we're not much better. We're at 84%. Woo! So we, again, we, <laughs> as salespeople, right, what do we do? We just chase the next deal. Yes. The next deal, the next deal. So statistics show that somebody that does their first mortgage will do that same thing 12 or 14 more times over the next 30 to 40 years. Yeah. And, 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 and what, do we, what do we do to earn that next deal and the deal after and the deal after? Most of us just, I mean, I hate to say it, most of us tend to just chase the new mm-hmm. and not work our database and not go yeah. after. I mean, Brian Buffini, I mean, 100 Days to Greatness, you can get 50% of all your referrals if you have 200 people that know, like, and trust you and you work that, you know, that, that database. database. Yep. And you throw it back on. If you love your statistics like you just did there, National Association of Realtors, the uh, 2020 uh, profile of home buyers and sellers, what does it say? It says that the average person is going to move every 10 years and they move within a 15 mile radius. So you're saying they forget your name over two years. I'm telling you, you got eight more to go. Right. Yeah. But remember, 15 mile radius, which means they're still in your circle and where you're doing business. They're not moving from uh, Pittsburgh to Plano, Texas. They're moving from 4th Street to 8th Street. So that's where the beauty of the CRM, it keeps you in touch with that person who's still in your area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's a good point. That's a good time to transition to what are some things that we see people doing well with CRM. And Steve, I'll kind of start right where you just left off is the 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 ones who are managing their CRM well and it's reaping them benefits are the ones that this is more than just a drip campaign. And what do you have to do to make it more than just a drip pan, can, campaign? It's full contact. I mean, I mean let, got, me, let me you, let me pick this up. This is really you've heavy. You probably got to pick up something like, you know, it looks like oh. this now. It's not quite as heavy oh, as the old. I got yeah. it. I got it. I got it. Oh, that's my phone. Right? That thing weighs 500 pounds. But what good LOs are doing is they're using that CRM to remind them when to make that kind of a touch, to make a phone call, to send a text message, whatever it may be. Um, The good ones are using the whole thing, right? And you go back to what we said um, earlier about what not to do is to set it and forget it, Mm -hmm. right? And and that would be the forget it part. Hey, I'm not even gonna, you know, bother. But that CRM should be a tickler. I say all the time, a, a note, a notepad can't tap you on the shoulder. I love that. Right? A notebook can't tap you on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, man, right? I need you to call that person. Hey, man, you need to follow up with that person." So, what what amount of time during your week should you schedule to work on your past data database? I mean, would you say you know two to three hours a week or an hour a day? Are you checking in every morning and going through it? Um, it, it, it's definitely the, the folks that do it and have a method to doing that every day or every week are the ones that get the majority of repeat customers. I mean, yeah. there are people that, that know, like, and trust you. They want to refer business to you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think going down in, in, the, in the next avenue is to label your ABC referrals. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that love to refer people out to you. If you did a good job for somebody, whether it's real estate or mortgage, you're going to have clients that always want to refer you. And those people are the ones that are most important that you stay in constant communication with mm-hmm. um, and don't let them slowly forget who you are. Yeah. 
I'll yeah. jump on that train. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to talk about you, Brian. So you, you said, hey, a, a notepad isn't going to tap you on the shoulder. You said, what are some things that people don't do well? I have talked to people and they said, oh, the reason I don't like my CRM is it just gives my manager a reason to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Right. Yeah. There's a dashboard that comes up and they're saying, well, you didn't make those, which I was just talking about. You got to make these phone calls. This is So now my manager knows what I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at it as the stick of my manager is going to know what I didn't do. I say, look at it as a carrot to say, hey, somebody's giving me the actual information, the playbook of what to do. Right. Yeah. So have that conversation with your manager up front. OK, we're instituting a CRM. How are you, manager, going to use this? Well, I'm going to use, have, use this to help you make the calls that you make. So am I going to get in trouble if I don't? No. So if you set those um, parameters up front, it makes it a lot better. But people tend to say, well, if, I, if they're going to see what I am and I'm not doing, oh, is that going to hurt me in the long run? And that's why so I'd rather them know nothing. And, and that's, just, that's not a yeah. good work. So the, the answer to that question, yes, Steve, is, is it going to hurt you in the long run? Yeah, you, the answer is yes. Like, I, I will tell you from a leadership perspective, like, I've never looked at the global dashboard of the CRM that we have, and I don't know that I am ever going to. But what I am going to share with you is those who are using it at a high level, I will show you that they're converting at a higher rate than those who aren't. If that's not proof in the pudding, I don't know what is, right? I don't, I don't have to beat you up about that. Right. I guess in some way I'm beating you up by saying, hey, that person made more money than you because they executed we, a plan. We, we've been talking that was about readily this. available we to you too. every month. We have certain folks that every month they'll send out a drip campaign or a specific target email about an opportunity maybe to refinance. Right. You know, save some money. And the folks that do that and they, they don't do it once. Mm-hmm. They don't do it twice. They continue to do that every couple of months. Right. And they mm-hmm. still every time that campaign hits they get three or four deals every time. Yeah. That's not even picking up the phone. I was gonna say, you were just sharing with me today about a mail piece. Every that, time, that, that the, the mail piece continues, three to, or four calls, continues yeah. to do, we're on our fourth round, same mail piece, um, past, past closed clients, you know, would, you, would now be an opportunity to consider refinancing, you know, and save you some money, right? The first three times that person probably just tossed that postcard. Yeah. The fourth time, she had four people contact her Monday from yep. that hit from last week. It's incredible. But to that point, again, we were talking about the 5,000 pound, 500 pound cell phone or whatever. Again, the drip campaign can't make the postcard, put the postage on it yeah. and put it in the mail, right? You've got to do that part yourself. And that's where, again, that's the good behavior that we see people doing right now. Uh, John, I, I remember what I was going to say earlier. You asked like, how much time should you be working on on this database? You know, if you go back just a couple of minutes ago, we talked about closed deals, prospects, in-process, referral partners, sphere of influence. And Steve gave us one. There were six different buckets, right? And so the answer is, I've always been a proponent. Every single day, you should have something on your schedule that is revenue generating, right? If you just put one of these six, one of those six revenue on there yes. every day it would be revenue generating 100%. right hey like on mondays i'm going to call the past closed deals that are due for a call right and, and remember a good crm is going to tell you this is who to call it's going to remind you of a loan anniversary mm-hmm. right on tuesdays i'm going to call prospects that's everybody that you've pre-approved in let's say the past 60 or 90 days let me make that check-in call see where they're at right again a good crm is going to remind you of that 
in-process referral problems. We could, we could go on and on and on. But the point is you should be putting significant time into picking up the phone, making the phone call, sending the Facebook message, whatever it is that's not just set it and forget it. Or find assistance you know, from somebody mm -hmm. else that can provide that level of service mm -hmm. for you, a team member. Yeah. If that's something that's not in your wheelhouse, you need to consider bringing on board somebody part-time, full-time, or sub, you know, subbing this out yeah. to a service that can do that for you. Yeah. But think about how much time it would, you said you should be spending significant time. Think about how much time it would take to look all of that information up and not have it at your fingertips. You're gonna spend all your time going, okay, who's in my 90 day list? Okay, yes. let me yep. find them. It, here, it's, here's your list, dollar for dollars, yep. versus trying to set it up up front. So you're gonna spend, by having a system, you end up spending less time and you spend a significant amount of time on what? The revenue generating actions as opposed to the research. Yep, yep, good point, Steve. So one of the other things that I wrote down that I, we're seeing folks do that is managing CRM at a good level and having success is you've got to incorporate video into your CRM, right? And so, there, listen, there's a reason that we video record this podcast, right? It's so that you can see how we're interacting. You can see our level of excitement. You can see how animated we are. If we were just sitting behind a microphone, you, we, you can see me. I mean, come on, who wouldn't want to see? I don't. This, I mean, right? I mean, that's, that's good-looking dude. Yeah, that's man. a good-looking dude right there. Absolutely. You know, but there's a there's a reason. Like, and again, part one of the other things I'll say is like, the person who reads the email or text is the interpreter of the tone. You send a video. There's nothing to interpret. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. The whole world is using video today. You're looking at Facebook. Nobody writes anything on Facebook anymore. It's here's my video, then we go do it. If you look at LinkedIn right now, there's a spot on LinkedIn where you can insert your own videos and people who are on there and do a lot of LinkedIn, they're putting videos of them. Instead of saying, here's my work experience, they're talking about it. Uh, they're doing it visually. Right. Why do you think I just do this with my hand? We're visual, we're all visual people, right? So. I love the idea of video, and I've said this a million times, and I'm going to say it again. I don't like the way I look on video. I don't like the way I sound on video. <laughs> hey, guess what, baby? That's the way you look and sound to each and every one of us every day of your life. Yeah. You got good so, lord. Oh, are, yeah. are you not going to show up for an interview? If, I, if, if, if you're not going to talk to I the customer, I don't say, like the way I sound, so I'm not going to talk to the customer. Yeah, you can stop yeah. it. I was gonna say, hey, listen, if you go back and watch our podcast that we did with Ryan Owens recently, we did a podcast with Ryan Owens on specifically video marketing. Yep. He said to a real estate agent who said that to him, Steve, well, I don't like the way I look and I like the sound. So let me ask you a question. If you got an opportunity to go on a listing appointment, would you, would you go? not go because you don't like the way you look and sound? Of course you would go, right? So there you go. Look. If you can handle the spelling myths north and dropping mics right here on context to contract. <laughs> if you can handle this nasally northeastern voice right here, it's just the way that it is. If I had Brian's voice, you know, that deep Barry White thing going on, I'd, I'd be much more famous here today. Go easy so on him. We got what we got. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not famous. I'm waiting, though. Here's the last thing I, I've got for you guys. This is um, last one on, on folks who are, who are managing CRM at a high level. Um, is they have a strategy to share with their referral partners on how it benefits them. 
Steve, you started to talk about this a few minutes ago. Here's the reality. If, if, you're, if you're sharing, a lot of this is about customer experience, right? So we talked about you know, the prospects, the end process. Those are things, if you're sitting down with a referral partner, hey, this is what working with me is going to be like. I go back to what we just said about how many borrowers call us back and we ask, do you remember who your real estate agent was? And they don't know. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Agent, here's one of the benefits you're gonna work with me. I have a CRM that I'm gonna execute so that when these borrowers come back to me, I'm gonna make sure they get back to you, right? And so they've got a plan Hot or cold campaign. to be able to share with their referral partners, yep. hey, this is a benefit that I have that also benefits you, right? Yep. Helping them solve some problems. You know, and at high level, we have the, the, the mailings that go out every week, the updates, we have the drip campaigns that are on autopilot. But the folks that work it at a high level, they do the Monday check-ins. How'd mm -hmm. the weekend go? Did you see anything out there that you're putting an offer in? Anything I can, you know, help yeah. you with? Um, you know, they're, they're doing the hard work. They're actually picking up the phone and they're staying in communication and contact with the customer, which then you can report back to the agent partner you're working with. So you guys keep that consumer front and center with you. I mean, we see it all the time this week, earlier this week, and talking to somebody they lost somebody both the realtor and the LO lost a client because it was nine weeks they hadn't found a house but they weren't doing the follow-up mm -hmm. I mean you know they kind of was set it forget it so it's easy in real estate now to put a campaign together for a borrower I mean somebody looking for a home a home search I'm gonna go ahead and send you the 30 properties that that might meet your criteria and then that two-week period goes by they don't even check in yeah because you know new new listings show up in their inbox the realtor gets copied do they reach out and actually check to see if they want to see one of them? I mean, you, you just don't know. So you've got to yep. be actively working it, calling every week and, and partnering with a realtor that's doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're waiting for people to ask you. Yeah. I want to go see this. It's yeah, not good. Make, make the ask, make the ask, yep. make yep. the ask. All right, gentlemen, anything that uh, we didn't hit on that we should have in regards to CRM before we, the only thing, and, and this is just my old background coming at me, is it's wonderful to not worry about legal compliance if you stick with your CRM. <laughs> and and I, but I, I, I have in my old world, I used to get questions all the time. Hey, what's proper when I set up my Facebook page? How do I set up my LinkedIn page? What can I can I do? Here, you have your company saying this has all been blessed this has all been approved you don't have to ask that question it's being handed to you that it's going to be okay yep yeah, good, good point. point all right ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in to another episode of the contacts to contracts podcast on behalf of steve richmond and mr john jones Thank you, brian i am brian lovell and if there's anything that you need we're always here to serve <laughs> <laughs>